Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. This is Tony, and tonight I am joined by Adam, the long-missing Mark Campy, and two special guests, John Gonzalez and Nate Bishop. Gentlemen, how's it going? Hello. How's it going? Good, good. I think that Liza may join us mid-show. We're not quite sure where she is, but if she does pop in, uh, she will uh, be on board with us. Uh, We do have some special guests tonight because we are here to talk about our galactic adventures that uh, recently took place down in Walt Disney World at Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Uh, If you're unfamiliar with what the Galactic Star Cruiser is, this is uh, Disney's unique live all immersive experience that takes place in a uh well basically on a spaceship um and uh you're on a two night voyage to the outer rim uh possibly getting a stop at batu uh, which is uh, galaxy's edge uh and it's about as immersive and as tiring as any adventure i've ever taken uh real cruise or not real cruise so uh Welcome, gentlemen. Uh, we have recovered for probably about three days now, and uh, as I said, I don't know about you, but I'm I'm still feeling it. My, uh, you know, my legs, my back. I'm tired. I'm sore, but it was yeah. probably one of the best experiences I've ever had. That space jet lag. That's right. Uh, right. Hi- hyperspace jet lag, I guess it is. Um, mm-hmm. Just just so everyone knows. John and Nate are both agents with Main Street and more travel as well. So uh, the four of us were invited as guests of the agency uh, to take part in this adventure. So we just thought we'd take an opportunity to share our experiences with you, uh, whether they be good, bad or ugly. And uh, that's that's the purpose of tonight's show. So um, I, I don't know who wants to start. Adam, I don't know if you have any questions. Can I start with a question? Yeah, sure, Mark. Why don't you start? I mean, questions. You were there. Yeah. Well, well I just what, what 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 if we start with like what did we think before we got there? Like, what was our thoughts of this uh, about the Star Cruiser before we got there? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? All right. Well, why don't you tell us? Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I can tell you from the start. I was sort of a skeptic of the thing. I I I was you know I I was I was following it. I was excited about it when they announced it. I um, watched a lot of the videos and read a lot of the reviews when it first opened, uh, but I was I was sort of skeptical of the whole thing. I have to be honest. Uh, I wasn't sure that it was for me. You know what I'm right. saying? That's kind of right. where I was. But I don't All know. Right. But what, what about you guys? I, I was the same. I you know went into it not knowing exactly what it was, and you know you hear things, so some of the negativity and positivity kind of you know went through my head, but um. I went in kind of as a skeptic as well and, you know, wasn't ready for the journey that I was about to embark on. As dark and heartless as your soul may be, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Gonzalez. <laughs> I had to take that turn, you know. Right. Nate, how about you? What uh, what were your thoughts before before we stepped foot on the uh, at the cruise terminal? I was unsure if it was for me in the first place. Um, I'm naturally an introvert. Like I don't really get too excited about social uh, engagements of this magnitude that we had on the the Star Cruiser, and uh, definitely nervous about it. You know, I never thought it was something I would actually do. It wasn't really something that you know called my name out. And I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Like I was there for the opening of Galaxy's Edge and whatnot, and this didn't quite hit the button for me right away. Mm-hmm. So I'll share what my thoughts are afterwards as we get further along, but. Right, right. 
Yeah, you know, I, I think I'm in kind of the same boat as, as everyone else. Uh, and Miss Liza seems to be joining us right now. I'm here. Hi. Hello, Hello, Hello Liza. We're, we're, we're a couple minutes into the show, but that's okay. Uh, oh, <laughs> go ahead. Liza just managed to, uh, well, uh, activate the transporters. Liza's here. Uh, we'll, we'll bring her in through uh, the Star Star Trek universe. But, uh, you know, I, like like the other uh, guys, I was kind of skeptical uh, and, and skeptical not only because of the experience, but because of the price point. Um, you know, Galaxy's Edge is a two and a half day experience, uh, and it runs for a party of two about $4,800, family of four about $6,000. So uh, it is very cost prohibitive, and as, as big a Star Wars fan as I am, um, you know, that's that's a little bit out of my budget. Uh, so I was I was very skeptical. Um, but I hadn't really seen too much uh, on the web. You know, I wasn't one of those, those guys who had to go back and watch every vlogger's uh, recap of the influencer trip that they had. Uh, you know, I knew it was out there. It looked like fun. It looked like something I would want to do. Uh, I have a a friend who's a major Star Wars fan. And, uh, you know, we, we kind of talked about uh, this is, you know, this is a bucket list thing for us. It'd be fun to do uh, because our wives and our family would not want to do it with us. Uh, so I'm, I'm very thankful to have had this opportunity to do it. Uh, unlike Nate, I am not an introvert. Uh, so I, uh, you know, was a little more welcoming to to just kind of being thrown into the situation. And, you uh, you know, was was very happy to be able to spend it with with you three guys and and actually meet Mark face to face after many years oh, yeah. of, of podcasting. <laughs> yeah, how long have we been podcasting together? We've never actually met in person. Right for a couple of years. So yeah, that that blew me away. I thought you guys were old pals. Yeah. Right. Well, well we actually met the you night are. before. You're, you're virtual old pals, but yeah. Right. I've never met Liza either. Oh wow. No, oh. not yet. It'll happen one day, Mark, but it won't Someday. be on the Star Cruiser. <laughs> no, I, of course, have stayed in all three of you's houses, so. He has. He's been yeah. to my house. Your yes, house Adam, Mark's Adam house. gets around. I, I, had, I had to question there. I'm like, he stayed in my house? Oh, you weren't <laughs> staying well, you, not Well, yeah. I mean, you're not the name of no. Well, be careful, John, because if Adam makes his way upstate, uh, he'll, he'll look you up. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. So Rochester, Buffalo. <laughs> so all right, so so we're all skeptical uh, going into this, um, and then that day arrives. Uh, we've got our tickets, we've got our our check-in time. Unlike a traditional cruise, uh, you're not given a port arrival time, but you do have to show up at the cruise terminal to do your check-in. And for us, that process started around 1 p.m. Uh, the Galactic Star Cruiser allows you to check in between 1 and 4 p.m. And uh, that's that's how we started our day. We took a couple photo opportunities outside and uh, started the process going through our security check and whatnot. And it was there in the security check that we encountered our first costumed passenger. Um, You know, there are there are many levels of Star Wars fans. Uh, There are some people who, you know, are just casual fans. There are some people who. you know, live Star Wars. And when when I saw this this guy ahead of us in his full uh, Twi'lek outfit with the headdress and the, I think he even had fangs on and leather yeah. and a couple of lightsabers hanging from his, his belt. Mm-hmm. I was wondering what I got myself into. Right. 
I, one of the things that I also thought was incredibly funny, and I think they need to work this into the Mandalorian in the next season. So Disney, if you're listening, you can give me credit for that. But like um, the guy, remember the guy, there was a guy in front of us with the Mandalorian mm-hmm. like set of armor and his helmet was in the, the, uh, the basket for the scanner. <laughs> and I just thought that was hysterical. <laughs> right. right. They, they take their, they take their helmet off for no one except, except the, the security except scanner. The scanner. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I, I hope they work that into a Mandalorian episode. I think that would be very funny. Or at least an SNL skit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just ask you, you said security scanner. So you had to like do a metal detector and such to get in. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yes. Yeah. We had to do a metal detector to go through, but then they also take your luggage. I'm guessing they do something similar behind the scenes. So similar to a cruise ship, they, gather your luggage when you arrive and then they bring it to your room. Oh, okay. So I'm guessing there's some sort of security check on that as well. Do they offer like, um, TSC pre-check for those of us that have paid extra for that to the federal government? Um, only global entry is accepted. Oh, I have yes. that too. Good. You're good then. Good. You're good to go. Right, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know if you guys noticed this, but on the way out, um, the couple that we rode down, uh, rode down the pod with, um, they actually stopped them and gave him an item back that they had confiscated during the boarding process. Oh, so really? Much, no, much like a real cruise, uh, you know, there's that confiscated items table uh, when you return. So, um, you know, it wasn't what like was a Disney. I don't know. It, it, it seemed to be something small. You know, I, I've gotten off some Disney cruises and seen, you know, steamers and Instapots and, you know, irons uh, and drones sitting on that. It was that, probably that, cigarettes. Oh, maybe, uh, because there is no smoking on the Star Cruiser. See? Um, so very, very interesting that, you know, they do take that level of security uh, to heart. But, you know, then again, it is Disney um, and, and their security procedures are usually very, very thorough. So we, we checked in. Um, and who, who wants to kind of go over the, the experience? Well, I was just going to say that, you know, immediately after the security check in, we had to wait in that long hallway. And I think that that's where I first started to feel a little bit nervous. I was like, you know, it it seemed like I was definitely headed somewhere, although I knew I was staying in the same building. Uh, There was that guy that was wearing that outfit that you described, Tony. (laughs) And I felt like, oh, here I am with my Star Wars T-shirt on. Didn't feel prepared. So, you know, that got me a little nervous. Uh, and then it led us to the pod that uh, took us to the Star Cruiser. Mm-hmm. The pod ride to the Star Cruiser, was it was it longer than the pod ride out? Okay, it was. Yeah. Because I, I thought when we left, I was like, man, that seemed quick. It seemed like it was longer on the way in. Yeah, I filmed both of them, and one's definitely a different time than the other. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. That's because gravi- of gravitational pull, Mark. Because yeah. you know you get shot okay. out of a cannon, right? It right. goes longer than. That's like Einstein theory rev- relativity. You know all that stuff. Of course. Of course. All right. So I I, I wasn't crazy because I thought it was when we left. I was sort of like, oh, I guess I was just real excited going in, and it felt long. <laughs> so so as we made our way down the hallway. Um, you basically get to an entry point before you get in the pod where they give you a, a brief survey overview or, or yeah. a security overview of what to expect when you get on the ship. And 
to identify what is a real emergency and what is not a real emergency, which is kind of a key thing of the ship to identify because there are emergencies, quote unquote, throughout the whole entire adventure. Most of them are not the real kind. When it's a real one, they make sure you know what that's like and, and how to, you know, address it and to kind of keep with that security feel as you go through there and make sure you're safe and whatnot. Um, but then, yeah, you do, you, you board the, the pod to go to the ship and, uh, anybody that's, you know, ever gone on something like, uh, back in the day, the hydrators over at, you know, sea base alpha, um, at, you know, living the land or taking the elevator to space Two Twenty, the, you know, restaurants that have Epcot or there's one, I think also universal for green gods, uh, mm-hmm. or no, yeah, that has an elevator kind of move. It's that kind of feel. Um, if you, if you wonder what that feels like to be inside of it, um, from that perspective, and then you arrive. You you step out into the lobby of the uh, Halcyon, which is the name of the ship, and uh, you know it is a a a nicely appointed Star Wars ish looking lobby. Um, uh, you would you would think you stepped onto a movie set, and you know that is you know that's obviously what they're going for. Some of the detail, you know, kind of blew me away. Uh, and it's one of those like pinch yourself type of moments, you know, as a Star Wars fan where you're actually walking into this living, breathing uh, Star Wars set as much as it's for play. You know, it's real. You know, these these aren't paper. Uh, you know, this isn't a Christmas wrapping tube uh, lightsaber that you're making in, in 1977. <laughs> you know, this is this is walls. This is light panels. This looks like, you know, the finest in Corellian shipbuilding uh mm. you know that you that you've dealt with um so it, it, well, it was kind of oh go ahead liza well i'm just saying to me i saw the pictures and to me it looked like you're at um in the prison intake okay. and <laughs> it kind of looked a little institutional you know like I don't know. I'm glad I'm I'm kind of glad I didn't go because I don't I know I wouldn't have appreciated it the way that you did, because if this is definitely not for someone that's a person that isn't into Star Wars. So since you guys were so into it, I'm sure it was great. But did you did you know every character that came like did were well, you able to recognize every one of them? See, this or did is they the have thing. different ones. And, and I, I don't like I'm curious what you guys think, but I, I'll tell you this. After having gone through the experience, I, I, I really don't think you need to be a Star Wars fan to do this. Oh, I mean, really? I think, yeah, like, I, I mean, I, I, it certainly helps. Right. Like, I think you get a little bit you probably get a little bit more out of it. You recognize planet names and, and things like that. <laughs> but but like, I, I, I really don't think the I think you could do this experience without ever having seen any star Wars movie and still right. have a great, t- and still have a great time. Yeah. I really? think if you, yeah. If you had like a, maybe a quick tutorial on some of the language, like, you know, knowing what the resistance and the first order kind of stood for, yeah. I think that might've been important to just understand what path you were taking. But I agree. I don't think it necessarily um, is something that is solely for uh hardcore star wars fan which i don't really consider myself to be a hardcore star wars fan i i I like it and and actually liza i thought i was a little skeptical i had mentioned earlier that i I walked into the situation not knowing if this was going to be something for me i will say that give a little teaser now that i my opinion completely changed by the last day 
Wow, that's really cool. I mean, I wouldn't have thought that it was. So do you guys have to pick if you're like a first order person or a resistance? Well, we'll, we'll, well, we'll get to that. We're, we're, we're coming. OK, OK. I'm um, but, jumping but, ahead. I'm jumping ahead. Yeah, I just I want to jump back to something you just you just asked. And, and you asked if, you know, if, if you're not a Star Wars fan and you don't know the characters, you know, they're the majority of the characters that are involved in this experience are not characters that you knew beforehand. Right. Uh, there are a couple of characters that make a, a guest appearance, a brief appearance. Um, there's one tall, hairy fellow uh, who has a little bit of a larger role that you might know. Um, but, you know, for the most part, going into this, the only character that I know, and that is because I'm a nerd and read the comic book miniseries, was Captain Keevan. Uh, and, and, you know, she was a character in, in the comic. Yeah. Uh, so you kind of knew who that was, uh, but, but everyone be, else. But to be fair, the comic came after the ship, right? Like they, you know what? It, right? Like she, she was right. never a character in the Star Wars universe before. Correct, that. correct, okay. correct. Um, so I, I kind of knew who that character was, but everyone else, it was just a, you know, a live and learn, and 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 you get in there and you don't know if, you know, the guy who boarded ahead of us was an actual character or not. Because some of the characters were supposed to be travelers and people are, were coming into this with, you know, full face paint and costumes and you weren't really sure who you were, were interacting with. You know, I felt pretty secure that the three guys I was with were were not characters. <laughs> we're not Star Wars characters. They were characters. Yeah, no. right? <laughs> but they were not Star Wars characters. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, so we stepped in and, and the first part of the day was pretty much just kind of like an open experience. They offered a buffet lunch. Um, so it was like and, a meet and greet. Oh, we, we did that. Eventually there was a little bit of a, a to do in the atrium. Uh, yeah. but the first, the first part of the day was more of a, a learn the lay of the land, uh, have a lunch, you know, check things out. Um, and, uh, I, I think Nate was probably the most, uh, involved during our dining because he was the guy who, who has a much better eye for taking food photos uh, uh, than I do. Nice. So Nate, if, Nate took yeah. all the good photos. Right. So yeah, Nate, if you, did. if you kind of want to walk us through lunch uh, and, and the dining experiences that we had. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, so everything from a dining perspective, a lot of the main dining can happen in the crown of Corellia dining room. So this is where you're going to have your buffets for breakfast, for lunch, and your dinners that, that come through. And it's the buffets are served obviously cafeteria style. You know, you walk up to the back and there's, you know, a buffet of a selection. And unlike most cruise ships, it's not bi-directional, meaning that there's not the same thing on both sides. So always do a full U all the way around the room because they have different things. And the food has different names, obviously. It's all going to be Star Wars influenced names, but it's food you're going to recognize, you know, things that you will see, but just done in a different way. So, for example, one of the pictures you could probably look at um, on the uh, Mainstream More travel page or, or whatnot, or one of the main, main travel agents is grilled cheese and tomato soup. And, but it was did not look like grilled cheese whatsoever. They had these really, really thin, um, more or less like, it's almost like if you took a George Foreman, you know, grill and put cheese in it and pushed it down to make like a waffle out of it. That was then okay. you could use to dip inside of, you know, the grilled, inside of the tomato soup. And then each of the row kind of served individual dishes into a small portion so you can try many different things. And I made sure to almost try everything. Yeah, I'm still, I think, feeling the, I, feeling the <laughs> aftermath of that. But 
<laughs> it was it really actually from the food perspective it's it fantastic like I, I think i said this when we were on on the adventure but you know to me i felt like you know this is something that disney could have easily said hey the food's the afterthought you know let's you know this would be about the experiences about the interactions about the story but they didn't skimp on the food from a quality perspective i mean that was some of the you know some of the best food i've had at walt disney world i would say and i've gone to many Many, many of the central restaurants, including Victorian Alberts. It's not quite to that level, but definitely, you know, above what you would get even on a Disney cruise ship, I think, sometimes. Um, it's in between that, you know, center dining and Disney, Disney Cruise Line kind of dining experience um, as far as that goes. And the food ranged from everything. So if you're a vegetarian, they had something for you. If you're a vegan, they had something for you. Um, if you want fish, they had fish dishes, chicken, you know, beef, just different names. Um, and presented in a very colorful, unique way that made my pictures look nice. That was their effort, not mine, uh, as far as that goes. Yeah, um, I, I think the presentation was phenomenal. Yeah. You know, it had that otherworldly look to it, and some of the, the textures um, are, are, were not the textures that you would expect uh, once you know what you were eating. But as far as presentation goes, uh, you know, like like Nate said, it uh, – I, I think it blew away anything I've seen on the actual Disney Cruise Line, uh, and and you know, granted, you're not serving 4,000 people. There's only a maybe 400 people tops uh, as far as guests go on the Star Cruiser, but the the time that they took to present and and plate every dish uh, was really uh, you know kudos to the to the dining team. I mean, really, the whole time we were there, I mean, I mean, the food was great. I mean, it was really, really good. I mean, it, you know, I know it looked a little different and stuff, but there, uh, the whole time we were there, I, I can't think of anything that I really, I mean, there were things that I liked better than others, but I, there wasn't anything that I didn't like. I mean, it was, everything so I, was really good. I have a question about the food. So was it, it was timed, like, so you knew when dinner was, you know when lunch is. Is there a yeah. place to get a snack? I mean, yes. is there, okay, so they had, like, a snack. It was Akbar snack bar. Uh, they, <laughs> no. they had, like, a snack bar, like, in the atrium that would bring different things throughout the whole entire day. But then even the lounge had free, like, small plates when it was open, so you could always get food from there. It's not lacking in food. I don't think anybody on our okay. voyage went hungry. And if they did, that's by their own yeah. choice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, the blue shrimp looked a little weird. I'm not going to lie. I uh, Was that just like colored with, did they even tell you what the colorings were made out of? Or you nope. just was like, I don't care. Somebody was saying how they colored. Was it you, Nate, or was it John? Somebody well, was saying. The, the chef I don't know if this was part of the story or if this was the case, but when they presented the shrimp to us, because they kind of did a they did a like a grand presentation that evening of all the dishes. And so that was part of the what is the foods of, of the like, galaxy? Or? Yeah, it was like the yeah, something like that. Something of the galaxy. Yeah. So when they got to the shrimp piece, he had said that the shrimp got its color from the color al algae that the, it eats. And so I thought I took that as the truth, but I don't. Somebody had said that maybe I that doubt was part it. of the story. I think it's the story. Know. I think he's eating Alderaan algae. <laughs> yeah, they're, it was pollution. It was pollution. Yeah, that's oh. right. And, <laughs> and they're doing their best to not break the story. They are, they are trying yep. to maintain a consistent. Uh, you know, you are on the Halcyon. You are in outer space. Um, this is blue shrimp from Felucia. You know, I'm sure if you got a sidebar with the chef 
you know, and you had some concerns, they're going to tell you, uh, you know, the, the, how the coloring process is is done. But mm. uh, but by and large, they are maintaining the illusion yeah. uh, a, as a team, uh, every cast member that is on board, uh, whether you're, you know, guest services, uh, handling luggage, you know, you are an employee of the Halcyon. Uh, and uh, they they all maintain that that level yeah. of effort. Just as an example, one night we went to uh, the Sublight Lounge one night, and I ordered. I had had a beer the night before, and I wanted the same beer, and I could. And they all have different names. Like one of them was Gamorian Ale and Trandoshan Ale, but I couldn't I couldn't remember which one it was. But I knew that the the beer brand was Dogfish Head. So when I asked the bartender i was like i was like yeah i don't remember which one it was I, it was the dogfish one and she's like i don't recognize that name but here she, she showed me a menu so i could tell her which one it actually was like that's the kind of you know so they're maintaining that you know that you're okay. in the universe yeah i was just going to say you know liza had mentioned uh, the the timing for dining uh, just like a regular cruise ship there were two dining seatings uh, we happen to have the early seating, uh, and then there was a second seating after that. And uh, lunch was pretty much like an open buffet uh, the first day, so there, there was no assigned uh, time for that. Breakfast uh, and breakfast was was kind of on your own as well. So dinner, you know, just like a cruise ship, two seatings. Uh, you're there for two nights, and uh, that that's how they work that. Okay, that's interesting. I I didn't know how they were gonna do that. Now you say you're on a halcyon, a halcyon ship. Does it actually move, or does it just give you the illusion that it's moving? Or are you on something that moves? No, I mean there's there is like a there's a hum, right? Like as if okay, that that that's sort of like you know that's always around, like you know, like you but never there's hit no vibration. Yeah, there's, okay. there's really no vibration. Okay. I mean, there, I was just there, were, there were times, though, that we went into hyperspeed, and that was uh, an illusion, basically, that they um, had screens that made it seem as though you were going into hyperspeed, but we weren't actually moving. Yeah. And the, those, okay. those view screens were coordinated. So if, if you were making that jump uh, on the bridge, then even the, the, the stateroom windows uh, view screens were were doing that. Uh, the view screens on the side of the atrium, uh, you know, everything was in sync. So if you saw a ship pass from one side of the atrium, then it would go across the bridge and then eventually it would make its way to the other side of the atrium. So, you know, once again, they're maintaining that illusion of, of a, a physical presence in outer yeah. space. And there's TIE okay. fighters flying by. So it does look like there's, there's movement uh, at certain times. Uh, and then if you're in your stateroom, you do see scenes as you're going past planets and, and, and whatnot. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know if they had, like, some floors that, like, shook a little bit or something and make you feel that, like you're moving around. But I bet it looks cool whenever you – because those screens looked really big. And they looked yeah, really, really good. Not screens, Liza. They are windows. Come on. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's impressive. They did a nice they did a nice job with the when you have your excursion to Batu, obviously the the Halcyon is is kind of parked over the planet and you can you know and you can look out the you know the 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 wind you know the the screens of the bridge and you can see the you know the the arc of the planet. Like it's really that it it they did oh. a nice job with 
it's very cool. So 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 when you start on your excursion, that's when you go to Batuu, which is the Star Wars land area in Hollywood Studios, correct? Yes. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yes. So you get off of the ship and how are you transported there? Oh well wait, we have we haven't even finished day one yet. Oh, we've wow. just okay. We've just gone in for our lunch. You know, we we, we still haven't done our muster. Uh, we have <laughs> muster. Our, our, there's a muster. Yeah, that goes uh, on your that? hot dogs, Liza. I know. I'm like, what is that? So just like a cruise ship, you have a muster station. Unlike a cruise ship, it's not assigned. <laughs> you just uh, everyone's called to the lobby, uh, and they have four muster stations. And uh, based on where you're standing, that becomes your muster station. If you are required to go there again if there is some type of shipwide emergency uh, in which your presence is required. Um, that, you know, if it's a, a an uneventful cruise, you won't ever have to use your muster station. But uh, I, I have a feeling that muster stations get used more often than not. <laughs> At least, yeah. <laughs> yes. It's part of the story. Yeah, it's, it's oh, part oh, of the storyline. Oh, okay. uh, actually, we just about crashed and uh, we had to evacuate. Now, it's nothing, nothing that bad, Liza. Um, okay. Okay. So we went to our muster station, and and that was pretty much the the kickoff to the interactivity yeah. component. The captain came out and addressed us. Our cruise director came out and addressed us, and uh, you know we we kind of started interacting with folks then. Uh, we're, we were notified before we we cruised that the ship was under investigation by the first order. Um, yeah, and we we should point out at this point, I, I think that that like your your phone is a huge component of of this experience, right? And really, uh, yeah, like so you like you're on your phone a lot during this experience, and 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 in fact, they told they contacted us before uh, the cruise even began, and they were like, hey, uh, I noticed that uh, th- three of you haven't set up your Disney play app to, to, for the star cruiser yet. So it's, it's, it's like, I guess you you could say the experience doesn't happen without the phone, right? Like you have to have it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and if you don't have your own, they will provide one for you. Um, you know, but it's, that's, wow. that's kind of how the story moves forward. Right. You know? And, and if, if you find the, my Disney experience app uh, to be a pain when you are in the parks uh, you don't use that anywhere near the level that you use yep. your your data pad uh, during the course of your journey. So, um, you know, I was constantly, because I am in my early 50s and my eyesight is degrading, you know, I was constantly glasses on, glasses off, glasses on to read my data pad. What's my next journey? Got to take them off to see where I'm walking, you know, un- unless I'm falling over rocks at the uh, Saratoga Springs. <laughs> um, uh, but Tony. Nate, you miss you miss that story. Um, Tony, um, yes, Adam. You're, you're talking about, you know, going on on um, your next story, continuous story. So, so so you're getting like information to to do something on the ship because because I saw you guys did spoiler alert. You did lightsaber training and I've seen other people go and meet, you know, other characters and other places. And and um, so I, I guess what I'm asking is, how are they getting you to do these different activities and did you do them all? Did you do them all together, the four of you, or did you get split up? That kind of thing. Yeah, I think that this is the this is the part where um, the story can take a turn, and what you experience could be different based on 
how you respond to certain questions in the data pad or even um, conversations that you might have with characters on the ship. Um, they somehow would tie you to that conversation or an event that you attend and that would become part of your story line. And so like for me, uh, I took a completely different story path than the rest of the guys. And that was because I intentionally chose to answer questions a certain way. Oh. Um, and then and they, they would schedule, so your data pad, which is your phone, also is where your, you know, your event schedule is, your agenda for the day. So things would appear in our schedules. Most of them, many of them were the same, but there were some that were specific to our story arc. So I would go somewhere different, totally out of the blue. And the guys would like, where did you go? Where were you? Oh, doing my little really, yeah. thing somewhere Tell else. Them. Okay. Yeah, yeah we, did, not, we didn't see John for about 20% of the cruise. <laughs> and, and then at one point, I think we tried to disown him because we, we knew what was going on. Yeah. But like, just as, a, as an example, like we went down, you know, and I don't want to get too far ahead, but like, as an example, we went, when we went down to Batu, we all went down at the same time, but then we split up. Like we really didn't like, you know, we, we sort of ran into each other and we rode Ride of the Resistance together and Millennium Falcon together. But other than that, we were all do, off doing different things, you know, you know, so, so it's, it, you know, it's, it, it, depending on what, on how you react to things or how you respond to things, you, you, you're, you're on a completely different path uh, as, you know, members of your party, you know? Okay. That's, all right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I just wonder if you have like smaller, small children, if I guess if they don't have their own data pad, then are they getting, I don't know. Maybe you guys would know this. Like, you know, as a, as a seven year old going to get a free phone now from Disney to use for the two, the two nights that they're there. And then I guess my, my question is, is it possible that the, the kid gets split up from the parent? Do you think they're not encouraging that? What do you, what do yeah. you think? I, 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 I mean, I think the kid will get a, gets a phone right nate mm -hmm. they do you know and then i think we saw we saw kids that were off doing things separately from their parents right? okay yeah i'd, I'd say yeah. the youngest kids i saw alone were probably like nine to ten yeah uh, maybe eight um you know about as tall as mark but <laughs> um <laughs> you know you Gosh. you would open up you would open up the, the the cargo area, the cargo hold, and you'd open up the door, and there'd be like four kids in there, <laughs> you know. And, but they were all on their own mission, and and there were a couple of kids, you know, who were into it. There were a couple of kids who were just like annoying because they wanted to be like the focus of of everything. That anytime anybody asked a question, you know, they had yeah. to yell and 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 be a, a spectacle. But the number the the <laughs> The majority of the kids that I interacted with were very polite, very respectful, wanted to help you with the missions. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the cast interacted with the kids just as much as they did the adults and with the same level of, of interaction. You know, just because you were a kid, you weren't pushed aside. Uh, there was only like one or two parts where they, they wouldn't let uh, kids do something. Uh, but that was a very specific part of the storyline, and I don't think they wanted the unpredictability of having a, a youngling uh do something like that okay so you, so in the so in, in a lot of these story elements you are with other people other yes. other people in different yes. groups okay yes. yes so even even though everybody's on a different storyline 
everything kind of merges together at some point. So I, I'd say there were probably three main branches. And then off of those branches, you know, things fractured out, but then everything was brought back together. So there are there are elements that we did together as the four of us. It's like an episode of Seinfeld. It kind of. It's it's more like one of those, you know, uh, write your own adventure type of stories. Like, yeah. you know, do you want to enter this door? Yes or no? Um, you, you yeah. Know, do you want to support this person? And, and you know, it's yes, no. Well, Probably why would not. I support this person? So <laughs> you, you had different answers, but I, everything eventually, like, you know, you kind of go out and then everybody merges back again. So it's the, the way they the way they maintained it you know, uh, it was, was actually impressive, but the, the level of IT and system involvement in this interaction, uh, even if you have to have your, your data pad reset, you know, because you can't get into the cargo hold, you know, it was a very fast action. Um, and, uh, it, it's really impressive how they're, they're utilizing technology and, uh, and, and whatnot during this. So, so this is the time dinner that you guys are um do they have a table for your group did you have to find your own seat is it like a wedding where you got table numbers and we were assigned a table that we had dined at just for dinner okay for lunch or breakfast it was kind of just open seating you get your stuff at the buffet line and then go sit where you wanted right okay. and 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 when we left dinner that first night our our waitress, who has that uh, very popular galactic name of Gladys, uh, <laughs> told us that that she would see us at the same table the following night. So uh, just okay. like a Disney cruise, uh, your wait staff and table are consistent uh, throughout your journey for dinner. And there, and there was the yeah. performer at that dinner, right? Correct. Yes. Correct. Okay. So that's the first night. So there's two separate uh, nights. The performer is part of the first night. And then the second night is the Taste of the Galaxy which is presented by the kitchen staff um, throughout it. Um, so oh. two different presentations throughout it uh, for both nights. Does she oh. sing like 80s like classics or? <laughs> she, she hits the top hits of the uh, galactic, you know, radio of the 70s. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You know, and I, she did, she sang like four songs, right? Four or five songs? Four or five, yeah. 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 And and amazingly, if you if you listen to the songs and and get the lyrics, uh, because now I'm a big Gaia fan, um, (laughs) uh, the the songs actually have to do with the storyline. So Mm -hmm. it's all incorporated. Um, You know, it is live singing. It is a live dinner performance. Uh, The uh, actor who was portraying Gaia, uh, I thought her voice was was really really amazing um yeah. very very strong it was you know, entertaining it was just a, yeah. a phenomenal job right and and you know while she's singing there's stuff going on the cruise director's coming in her manager is there you know there there may or may not be first order stormtroopers on there so every every you know there's all sorts of stuff going on it it, it really was a a a sensory experience where you had to you know you're listening to the lyrics of the song you're watching the interactions between these characters you know, you're, you're, it's just, it's Star Wars all around you. You know, yeah. it couldn't be any more, more Star Warsy, uh, <laughs> unless Mark was carrying me around in a yoga style backpack, which you I know. considered. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> but, uh, and we were actually, like, I should, I should point out that we, we, we were fortunate in where our table was located because, um, the captain's table sort of right in the middle and our, our table was just 
off of the captain's table. So, oh, nice. Got, yeah. So it was. So we got to see a little bit of the uh, of what happens there too. Well, mm-hmm. uh, if you if you choose, because that that uh, captain's table is a that's a upcharge experience if you if you choose to do it. But we got to kind of see what went on if you if you do that experience, you know. That's what I was going to ask you guys. Is there stuff that once you're on board, are there things that you can that you can do that you have to pay extra for? Like you said, the captain's table, but is there anything yeah, the else? You only usually pay for the captain's table, uh, drinks if they're alcohol. Um, you yeah. pay for those. Oh, alcohol is not included. And then if you're on bat two and you decide to do like the, you know, build a droid or, or make a uh, lightsaber. Lightsaber got brain fart there. Uh, as far okay. as that goes. So those are like the only things you really have to pay for. Everything else is 100% included. Um, yeah, even as far as that goes. Including your meal on that, like your lunch on Batu, uh, uh, you know, that day where you're on Batu, that's that's included. You get like a credit to go to Docking Bay 7. And also okay. included are battery backups. Because you spend a lot of time on your data pad or your phone, it just kills your battery. But they've already prepared for that, and you just go to you know the desk, and if you need a battery backup for your phone, they give you one. They sign it out, and you wow. take it and continue on. So that's and, so cool. And very on Disney, um, free waters. Yeah. You know, we we were when we were brought down to Batu, and and we left the uh, the shuttle port. Um, we were we were given waters, which you know you don't you don't see that too often. I have not heard that anywhere yeah yeah that yeah. is a nice surprise so you know those nice. dasani waters they have on galaxy's edge the tall thin bottles that have arabesh on them those are mm-hmm. the water bottles you get and you can have as many as you want i think i myself i think i drink five or six of them when i was on <laughs> that too fun, fun <laughs> yeah. fact fun fact mark can't be majored in arabesh in uh, college i did that's true <laughs> uh, with a minor in women's studies, I, I believe. <laughs> um, so, so did we? Know, did we? We did we just touch on? Um, I don't think we did lightsaber training specifically because we haven't. That's that's like. I, the, is, am I am I jumping ahead? Because I saw a video oh, yeah. of you guys doing it. Oh yeah, you're you're jumping ahead. <laughs> Sorry. We're uh, we gotta get to Batu. We gotta get to Batu. Yeah, we we're we're you know we're still in the day one. Okay. Uh, all right, you know all right. we're at dinner. Um. You know, I, I was I was a little hesitant at one point when we went into the lounge our first night. You know, I, I saw that they, they offered uh, like small plates, uh, appetizer type stuff, bar food. And, you know, based on my recent experiences with the Disney Cruise Line, knowing how a lot of those lounges and bars are now charging for for appetizer type stuff. Uh, you know, I, I think I told, uh, you know, the guys, I was like, hey, be careful. You know, this there might be, uh, you know, we might be charged for this. Uh, and that was when we we uh, found out that the most delicious pepperoni flatbread uh, was free and included, um, as was uh, blue and green milk. They actually had a blue and green milk dispenser in the uh, uh, the buffet area, in the drink service area for the cafeteria, the dining room. So that was that was a nice little bonus to be able to to have all the blue milk you wanted. So are non-alcoholic, so non-alcoholic beverages and coffee and stuff like that, that's included? Yeah. Well, not coffee. Black oh. calf. It's it's calf. black calf. Calf, yeah. That's, black that's what they refer to. Black calf. calf. Yeah. It better have some calf in it. Yeah, it's got a lot of calf. <laughs> if it doesn't. The Sublight Lounge, uh, we, we discovered the flatbread 
is excellent. And then what were the the tuber chips? The tuber chips are outstanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the Felution snack mix you should pass on. Yeah, Felution snack mix is a is a hard pass. But the, <laughs> so funny. But the tuber chips were awesome. You guys were so nerding out the whole time. It must have been great. Oh, totally. it it was amazing. And you know, as we were uh, sitting uh, in in the atrium and in the dining room, it, one thing I noticed is that. Not only was it, you know, a bunch of 40 or 50 year old Star Wars nerds on this, but there were multi-generational uh, groups. You know, there was a family, uh, you know, the the Walker mom. There was this older woman. She probably was in her 70s with her Walker. But her wow. kids and her grandkids were there. I think they were like a group of like 10 or 12 people. Well, that's fun. You know, the the group that was at the captain's table. I think those 10 or 12 people were all traveling together. They were not a separate party. So you did have people that were, you know, multi-generational groups, multiple staterooms. Uh, so it was it was nice to see that it's it's not just, you know, marketed or geared towards, you know, that baby boomer, uh, you know, type of generation so that, that there were multiple age ranges on there. Personally, I don't think I would bring a little kid, you know, but there were there were mm. toddlers on there. There were a couple of babies on there. Um, Whoa. Yeah. There are also a, um, a lot of money. Yeah. There are also quite a bit of international travelers as well. I noticed. Oh, that's nice. From other planets, I see. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yes. The planet of Britain. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, are we on day two yet, Tony? Yeah. Well, what no. did we do? Uh, so well, we, we didn't. Dinner. What about the cabin? So we we went to the yeah. Cabin. We haven't talked about the cabin. We talked about the cabin. Oh yeah, yeah. I had questions yeah, about the yeah, cabin. Yeah, I want to know how we. You got to tell us how we figured out who slept where because I'm I'm very curious and everybody is for that matter. So everybody's like, talking. Everybody wants like, to know. We were we were worried. We were we were happy when we got there because we didn't know what kind of cabin we were gonna get and we were very relieved when we got to the cabin. There were it was a five sleeper. Oh, so that oh was, so that okay. Was, yeah. So I could, so I could have, I could have gone. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. And I, honestly, I don't, I ended up with the bed. I don't know how, um, because but, it's I, I kept trying to give it, I kept trying to give it, it to you guys. It's set on the screen. Welcome to the campy, welcome campy family. That's why you have <laughs> oh. that. <clears throat> I kept trying to give it. I was like, I don't need to sleep in the bed. I'm finding one of the bugs, but I got the bed. Well, so, yeah, so, were they all comfortable? Yeah, it was a good night's oh, yeah. sleep. And, 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 you know, if you've seen the promotional material, either real pictures or the artist's renderings, you know, it's a it's a queen size bed, um, two bunk beds, uh, which are kind of, uh, I want to say almost pods because they are walled off. Um, and then the, the, the trundle bed came out of the wall. Now, Nate, I think you're what, about uh, seven foot four? Yeah, I was just going to oh, say, yeah, Nate, is a lot, Nate is like compared, a lot taller than the rest of you. Yeah, com- compared to the yeah. three of us, you might as well be seven foot four. <laughs> um, no, Nate, you're probably average height. You're probably what, like uh, six one? Uh, six foot, yeah. So okay, six foot. Now, Mark and I happen to be around five six, five I'm taller seven. than you and Mark. With your heels on. Uh, and John, John, you're probably in that five seven, five eight range, right? Uh, yeah, about that. I think okay. you're making me a little bit taller, but I'll take it. <laughs> so, you know, Mark on the queen bed, not a problem. Uh, John and I in the bunk beds, I had plenty of room. Uh, Nate probably could have fit 
in one of those bunk beds. Uh, it might have been tight. I, I think out of the the four of us, he would have had the tightest fit. But he ended up on the trundle bed, um, which maybe twenty. It was, 20- a, it uh, was a, twin. a twin. A twin. Okay. It was a, it was a twin, and maybe twenty percent of it. Once you folded it down, like maybe 20, 25 percent of it still was underneath that little alcove. Uh, so you just have to make sure that when you get up, uh, you don't you don't knock your don't hit head. your head. Oh. You only do it once. Trust me. It's a mistake you make one time. And don't forget. Oh, my gosh. Now, was, was that padded at all, Nate? Um, it was basically just a twin mattress on on the bed so there was no uh box spring but well no the, surprisingly comfortable oh, the, no, the, the, the wall the alcove part oh no no uh, you think there might have no, a little bit of padding on that it was solid steel yeah <laughs> the only pattern i have is my hair so with that, <laughs> for those who can't if, see me i am bald by the way <laughs> the fun thing about the uh the beds so the the queen bed was a regular bed with sheets and whatnot uh but the bunks and the the trundle or Murphy bed, whatever you want to call it. Um, those were basically mattresses with a cover uh, in Star Wars colors, you know, that that jumpsuit, that uh, that X-Wing fighter jumpsuit orange. Uh, and then they, they had these little, like, sleeping bags uh, yeah. that rolled down on top of it, and you could, like, cocoon yourself into this little sleeper bag. Um, and and it was, it was actually comfortable. And, you know, uh, not a full set of sheets, but you know, darn it, it got the job done. And and I kind of want one, but I, mm-hmm. I don't think Cheryl would enjoy uh, uh, sleeping in a in a bag with me. I think they were. <laughs> I think they were selling them, weren't they? Were they really? I think that I think I saw them in the in the store. Darn it, I missed that. Yeah. I could see but, I could see them selling those. Yeah. Uh, so Tony and I were in the bunks, each a different bunk. Let me clarify that. Thank you for uh, clarifying. Clear. <laughs> and it was, I, you know, I felt like a kid. I swear. I mean, I was climbing up a little ladder every night to get to my bed. <laughs> and the worst was getting down that ladder um, in the morning or God forbid you had to get up in the middle of the night. But uh, it was comfortable. Other than that, it was comfortable. I didn't have any was issues. Was there like a safety? Was there a safety railing? There was because... You know, okay, good. I, I definitely would have rolled off that thing. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're sleeping. You don't know. And the the rooms are nicely appointed. Uh, you know, they do have a mini fridge, uh, which I believe is referred to yeah. as the mini cooling unit. Uh, they have uh, the thermal blower, which is your your hair dryer. Um, they did have <laughs> well, a safe. Need that one. They did have a TV, which yeah. you know, at, at first I was like, wow, there's gonna be no TV in this room. And then I realized, like, I didn't need a TV. Yeah, you did know? anybody ever no. change the TV? I think it was on at one point. I like, Mark, yeah, I, Mark I, watched I, the end of the Philly game, probably. No, I never. I didn't see any of it. Oh. I don't, don't, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, really, I, we we were there. We were in the cabin to sleep, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, we were hardly in the cabin at all. And you don't really want to go back to the cabin because there's so much going on that if you go back to the cabin for a little bit, you're going to miss out on stuff. You know? You're going to get FOMO. Oh, this is major FOMO. This is like a FOMO experience <laughs> to the nth degree. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's almost like, like it's funny because like that first day when we were like in the atrium, um, 
and I don't know exactly how all of our stuff started, right? I I just I I forget how how we all started, but for me, I did something on you know like it, it took a while for me to sort of get into it, and I remember like looking around, like we were kind of walking around watching people doing stuff, like almost from the beginning, from when we first mm-hmm. got there, and we're sort of like, well, how are like why are they running around doing stuff? Like why haven't I gotten anything yet? You know. So you just start like doing stuff <laughs> and trying to, you know, talking to people, trying to get something started, you know. But once it starts, it starts. Yeah. And and you're all in. Um, it's exhausting. It yeah. is. It is. So so those beds wow. were really comfortable at the end of the night. Um, although we did, you know, that the night generally ends around 11 uh, for scheduled uh, events. Uh, but. We spent a nice uh, a nice couple of hours uh, in the in this uh, sublight lounge. Yes. Uh, and enjoying uh, some libations, galactic brews, and and foods, um, because the lounge is open until 1 a.m. Uh, you know, the lounge was. I didn't think it was sized improperly. Uh, there were a couple of moments when we stopped in there where all of the tables were full, but. In general, you could always find a seat when you wanted to go in. I mean, that one time we had to sit at the bar, so we didn't have a table right off the bat, but, uh, you know, that freed up eventually. Uh, so the, the Sublight Lounge was a nice little gathering point. Uh, you, um, that, the, the lounge alcoholic drinks, you got you to gotta pay for. So whoever had whatever, what did you, what did you think? Um, the drinks were pricey, I will say. They were not cheap. Uh, um, and I think, you know, I don't know if I really, really enjoyed anything in particular where I felt like I had to give it again. I don't know. What do you, what about you, Mark? Yeah. I, 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 I agree. I, I sort of like the food was great. I loved all of, all the food. There wasn't really, like I said earlier, there wasn't really much that I didn't like as far, with regard to the food, but it, when it came to the drinks, like the drinks looked great. I mean, they brought them out. You're like, wow, that looks really cool. But like, I like, I, I tried, I think I maybe tried four or five different things. And by the, by dinner of night two, I was done ordering drinks. Cause I was <laughs> like, they're, they're expensive. And I had, and I, they, were, they were expensive and I, I didn't like any of them. Did you, so, did you keep in any glasses? Did you buy glasses? Yes, I did buy glasses. Nice. But like, but I, I should say at this point too. So it doesn't look like I mean when you walk into the sublight lounge it's it's a you know obviously it's all star warsy so there's no you know you know normally you walk into a bar and there's a whole bunch of stuff in behind the bar and you know what you can order right well that's not the case here but um but the bar I, I talked to the bartender I think he he told me it's not a full bar but they can pretty much make you anything you want so it's not just what's on the menu you know so oh, okay. so so like I like so the like I said, but by the by the second night, I was done ordering the specialty drinks, and I just ordered a scotch, and I okay, you know, I got that. So the scotch from Alderaan scotch. It was Alderaan scotch, yes. I figured. Do they have the blue wine there, like they have on um at Ogas? Do you do you know? Does Ogas still have the blue wine? Maybe I, that's a good it. question. Did any of us order wine? I think I we got wine. So I I didn't see any of the the wine. I saw mostly red and white, but I didn't see anything that was. Blue. You didn't see blue. Hmm. No. I will say though, for the cocktail menu, I mean, from my perspective, I tend to like 
a drink that's not sweet. I'm not really a, a sweet drink kind of person. Like, and I found the drinks to be less sweet than Oga's, which I actually appreciated. Uh, like, I got an old fashioned. I got something that they called something, but it was like basically a Manhattan, and those were good. I mean, were they a little bit pricey? Yeah, but you know, paying for the experience kind of thing, um, as far as that goes. But they made a solid like cocktail or variation of a classic cocktail too. I also got a Negroni when I was there call something else by what they went by. So if you like classic cocktails, then I would say they did pretty well uh, for what they were. They should call an old fashioned like a Yoda because he's kind of old fashioned. <laughs> and in Manhattan, they should call like a Coruscant, right? Because that's like city, big city living, yeah. maybe. And it could be like, like, workshop some of those. Do, do that, Adam. You work on that. Yeah. Uh, but I, and, and, you know, and it could be like, I don't want to say, oh, they're all terrible. Like, I don't know. I don't, like I said, I only tried, I think I tried a different one every time I ordered one. And of the, the ones that I got, I, I didn't really love any of them. You know, there wasn't any that I was like, oh, I got to have that again. The best um, drink that I had was the pog juice. <laughs> when I they discovered do have pog there juice, was yes. pog juice for breakfast, that was it. <laughs> do they call it pog or do they call it like, like something, like something else? No, it was Pog Juice. Oh, okay. It's Pog Juice, Adam. Everybody knows that. All right, so the Alderaan <laughs> wine is called Tonare. That's the that's the blue wine, by the way. They they actually, uh, according to the Sublight Lounge menu, have a Tonare Chardonnay. So in Oga's Cantina, it's a it's a blue wine. I don't I don't know what color the Chardonnay is. Uh, it's probably I, the blue wine. They probably keep it blue for. They have to. I mean, they have. To. Sorry, I'm really obsessed with the blue line, but that's I all right. All right. Sorry. And then, uh, Mark, you're gonna have to post pictures of the glasses that you bought, and anybody else too. I. Th- well, yeah. I think we did post those. Yeah, the the picture with the stormtrooper in the back. That was yeah. the. Oh, that little... something. The fiery Mustafarian. Fiery Mustafarian, and both Mark and I got the drink and the glass. So basically, it's a. Think of it as a basically a ball. So it's completely round, yeah. and then it comes with a stand because clearly being round, you can't put it on the table. Oh, okay. Did they have okay. any cool like ice cubes and stuff? Yeah. I, well, t- who got the drink with the uh, Chandrilla symbol on the ice cube? Who did? Oh, that, was, who, that was my old fashioned. Yeah. So the cube okay. itself, um, inside all the so it's a big cube. Actually, it wasn't the old fashioned. It was the Negroni. So the Negroni had a big square cube, and then as I was drinking it, I looked down and noticed that inside the top of the cube. They actually um, stamp in the logo and etch it into the uh, cube itself. So as you melt, you can see it more and more of the actual. Wow. Mm, that's cool. Yeah, that's that's cool. pretty yeah. cool. But it's probably like, what, $42? Yeah. <laughs> it was like $16, I think. Okay. That's a piece of ice you that's so pretty expensive. <laughs> but I, I, had, I had ice envy because Nate's had it. And I ordered, <laughs> I ordered my scotch, and my scotch had one in it. And I was like, my scotch doesn't have. You should have you should have sent it back. You know, you maybe you could just order an ice, an ice cube. I think they just glass of water. I think that's what it was. Yeah, I was. (laughs) My goodness. Okay, so are we going to what? So the next day when you guys wake up, so you go to your pod. Is that what they call your room? So no, it's your stay. Do you guys tell like ghost stories at night, or or do they call them ghost stories? We all just passed out. Oh, they're very so tired they couldn't even stand. They're force ghost stories, Adam. Yeah, force ghost. That was. Yeah, I knew there was a. I knew there <laughs> and, was a. There was a joke in there. I just messed up. And and just so you know, after dinner we actually did do our lightsaber training. Uh, yeah, the lightsaber training. Uh, 
so that was, uh, you know, our introduction to the force. That was a, a half hour experience. It it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, that was really cool. It's like yeah. some exercise. It, it was exercise, but you're also wielding a lightsaber and at some point some shields and, and it became a, a group experience. Um, it's led by one of the Sajas uh, who are, I don't know if they're force sensitive or not, uh, but they are the kind of a warrior type trainer slash yoga instructor, uh, <laughs> you know, on, on board the cruise line. Okay. Um, so, so that was fun. Did, uh, did you get to pick your color? No, no, you were you were not given any choices oh. on, on that. It was uh, fun though. It was it was I I I it was that was better than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. So now yeah. you feel like you can defend better when you're in a situation, if needed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just don't don't test me, Liza. <laughs> Again. <laughs> <laughs> no spoilers, but there was a special visitor during lightsaber training. Ooh. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and, it was and then Bridget. After... It was. <laughs> it was and then after our lightsaber training, we did take a couple minutes to go into the climate simulator uh, in order to, you know, adjust ourselves to uh, the Batuan uh, uh, temperature and, uh, uh, you know, that that type of stuff. And the the climate simulator is lovely. I mean, it's yeah. really really nice. Mm-hmm. And it, it's what is very that? Peaceful. Like a sauna? It's well, it's, that's in, if if you're like getting a little claustrophobic because you're in inside the entire time, you can go out. It, it's the climate simulator and it's open, so you can get. And then it opens to outside. Yeah, the so roof, the roof fresh, is at least. Yeah, so yeah. you can go out and get some fresh air if you want to get some fresh air. But oh, it was just, that's nice. It was really nice in there. Like it was really, it was really kind of peaceful, and we sat around there for 15 or 20 minutes. It was nice. Yeah, there was. Yeah. It, it's, oh. Really kind of zen. Yeah. It's definitely okay, needed well, too. Good. I mean, I'm not sure how many times I thought it was like midnight when it was like only like 5:30 in the afternoon because yeah. I had no idea what time it was and I was just running myself ragged doing all this stuff that I'm like, it has to be midnight. No, 5:30. Oh so, wow. You lose got really a, track of time when you're inside. Yeah, it's got a little bit of that Las Vegas vibe when you're in one of their casinos. They don't want you to know whether it's. Daytime or nighttime, and there's yeah. no plots. There's no plots <laughs> anywhere. You don't know where, you know, it's. it's Spend more money, $16 drink yeah. <laughs> right here. Yeah, it, well, it's, a cross, it's a cross between Vegas and being interrogated. You, you're not really <laughs> sure, like, where you are or what time it is. Uh, but unlike interrogation, this was fun. Uh, well, that's and, why and, I said it looks a little prison-y. Yeah, you know, we we started uh, the day at four o'clock, and then, like I said, everything went up probably until about ten thirty, eleven o'clock. Um, our lightsaber training was just before nine. I think it was like eight fifteen or something. Um, and you know, you would run into these characters: the captain, the cruise director, the engineer, uh, people from the first order, stormtroopers, and you know, you, you just kind of get caught up in stuff. You'd see like four or five people following one of these characters and you're like, Hey, I'm going that way, you know? And, and that just led to stuff. And although a lot of the experience was driven by your data pad and messages, you know, communications that you're getting via the the data pad, a lot of it was like the human one-on-one interactions. And a lot of these characters, you know, considering they're meeting 400 new people uh, every other cruise, you know, the 
we would have people coming up to us and they'd be like, oh, all right, Tony, you know, it's been a while. What have you been doing? And hey, Nate, you know, Mark, you know, John, what are you guys doing? Come with us and meet me here and do this. And I'd say 96% of the time, you know, it ended up leading to something. There were a couple of misfires uh, during the experience where we were told to do something. I mean, we, we got really good at guarding the turbo shaft area. Yeah, we were really good at that. <laughs> you know, we were uh, like the turbo shaft guarding guys. Right. Hashtag yeah. turbo shaft crew, I think, is our new yeah. uh, our new our new hashtag. See, you I know. have no idea what they're talking about because that was not a part of my story. Oh, oh well, uh-huh. you were off. Doing your, yeah, you were off doing your nefarious things. <laughs> Has, so, hashtag disown John. <laughs> I did. I did find them one day. I happened to go into the cargo area and there you all were just whispering to each other. I'm like, oh, this is what's going on here. <laughs> so it's like middle school. Yeah, it was yeah. very clicky. No, <laughs> it, it was it was just uh, um, I think you were on some sort of meeting mission meeting with somebody that I just happened to stumble upon. Yeah. And there's that, too. Like, you could just mm-hmm. stumble into something, you know, which is yeah. that happened to me a couple of few times. Like, um, like, an, look, extra, like an extra look. bridge training session. Right. I did that. <laughs> did three. <laughs> <laughs> or you get low uh, blood sugar and you need to sit down for a second because you feel faint. And, right, 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 right. Yeah. Right. So uh, so at this point, we go to bed. There's no forced ghost stories. You know, I thought it would be the type of thing where. Uh, you know, the experience ends at 11 and I'm a night owl. Uh, I was like, what am I going to do? Am I going to get on my iPad? You know, uh, is Mark going to want to watch the Philly game recap on ESPN? Does does John want to talk about, uh, you know, the, the snacks we had today and, and uh, you know, whatever? Does, what are we going to do? But I, I think we all went to our stateroom after leaving the sublight lounge, although John was already asleep. Uh, the first night. He, first night he stayed in the room. Uh, but but Nate, Mark and I, we got to our stateroom and it was like, you know, within two minutes, I think all of us were sound asleep. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. it was it was brush your teeth, you know, under the covers and out. And it was it was physically draining. It was mentally taxing uh, and it was definitely not what I what I thought I was getting myself into. Yeah. Um, like and, and I even like before we went, I kind of lo- looked at a, a layout of the of the the ship you know the, the how the hell they had everything set up and i remember looking at it and being like oh well everything happens like in this one section i was like i i thought it happened over the whole hotel and i was like huh, I, don't, I don't know how that's gonna be well uh, let me tell you <laughs> right, right like you're you're bit like if it were if it happened over a larger span of of like you'd be completely exhausted because it was like we were up and down the stairs probably 20 times that day and um you know you're running around looking for things you have to go to this terminal and you have to go find this person and i mean it's just you know so it, it is large enough to have an adventure like that to where you feel like you're walking through corridors and finding yeah. things it's got it some little a- hallways yeah, it gets a little congested, you know, um, you, you know, in some in some places like there's a lot of people doing something or a lot of people trying to do something. It'll get a little congested. But for the most part, okay. it was, it, you know, you were fine, you know. Uh, so another kind of confusing element. when you say do something like I'm just like trying to like, what are you doing? You, well, like there's computer terminals around yeah. the ship. 
right? Mm-hmm. And so okay. you may get a message saying, hey, you need to go over this computer terminal and type in this code, you know, or, or you know, or, or, or check out this schematic or something like that. Like, that's the kind of stuff. You know. Okay, so like you type a code in, and then something were to happen, and then you're like, oh my gosh, this activated this, and then you got to go find this thing. It, exactly. Okay, okay, okay. Well, that's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they they gave you a magic man too. Right. That you would have to what? tap in to get to certain places, um, using your magic man. So like for instance, the engineering room. In order to get into there, you tap your magic man. Oh, Only wow. if you were allowed to. Okay. You know, the the computer terminals, well, maybe I shouldn't say this, but it might be a spoiler. Let's just say, like, one of my activities involved me inputting some numbers and a countdown happened. I won't say what oh. it was coming down towards, but, yeah. So different activities that was a part of your storyline. We'll have to oh, take that countdown really talk offline, John. You know, we'll yeah. Have to I want to know more about that. Key us in here. Talk. Yeah, I don't think I ever told you guys that. No, you didn't. No, no, just now. I, I felt very evil at that moment. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> oh, so you were in the, the the dark side. Later, later, John found that he ejected me from the ship. <laughs> <laughs> and he froze Tony in carbonite. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's a lot. It's it's a lot of. I I mean it's. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it re- it really is. It's it's um, you know, they and they keep you busy. I mean, they really do. You know, you're, make it work. Yeah. Especially day two. Uh, yeah. And and you know, we all woke up uh, kind of on our own schedule. Uh, people went and hit breakfast. Uh, the shuttles down to Batu began running a little past eight, and uh, we had an eight until four uh, was our time scheduled uh, on planet. You know, we we took an opportunity to head down. Uh, you do take a shuttle down, so it's a well, maybe a, a ten minute trip uh, by the time you wait and board the shuttle and, and get down to Batu. Uh, and they give you uh, some very cool pins so that you can be identified uh, as a, uh, a passenger on the Halcyon. Uh, so between the pin and your M band, which is what they refer to uh, your magic band as. Um, you know, that's how you kind of recognize who else is on the cruise. And, you know, you see the same people going around Batu uh, on these missions because everything continues. And, you know, oh. I, I thought I thought I was going to go down to Batu and do one or two things. And then I was going to go over to Toy Story Land and ride, uh, you know, Midway Mania and then go jump on uh, Star Tours and then, you know, maybe walk down to, to Tower of Terror. I didn't have time for any of that. Um, yeah. you, you know, granted, I did take a quick lap later with uh, Nate and got a cupcake. Uh, well, I got a cupcake. He didn't. Uh, we were <laughs> able to go outside of Galaxy's Edge. Um, but I was busy. We probably got down to Batu just before nine. And I was busy with missions until about 1130. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, my they, gosh. Yeah. And you're and it, it's and, you know, and what happens is you do you do a mission and that mission leads to another mission. And that mission leads to, and then, and then that mission will give you something you need to do back on the ship later that day. You know, it's, wow. it's so it's, it's like, it's constantly unfolding. You know, there's always, they're always like a, 
role-playing game. Yeah. Like, yes. all day. You're just RPG. And and Millennium Falcon is actually tied into the storyline. So we did get um, access to ride uh, Smuggler's Run as well as Rise of the Resistance. So th- they pretty much just load the um, uh, Genie Plus Lightning Lane attraction uh, entitlement into our My Disney Experience, and we tap in. Uh, but but the actual Smuggler's Run was part of the storyline. Yeah. So like all day, can you ride it? Like when you're in just, there, like you get no, a just, fast just pass. Just that once. Just that once. Oh, that's it. Even with your badge and all I mean, you, that. You can get in the standby line if you want. I mean, there's nobody's, nobody's gonna, doing that. Yeah, but you're yeah, you, you get one. <laughs> okay, well at least you that, get the one. That that um the experience I'm about to. This time, it gave me a definitely a new appreciation for Galaxy's Edge. I, you know, I think one of the criticisms I've heard about Galaxy's Edge is that it doesn't seem like there's the two rides, and and really that's it. There's not a lot of other um, activities that are going on. I know that they just added the um, the bounty hunter game, but for for the guests who were on the Star Cruiser. There were so much different activities that we had to engage in throughout that land that it definitely made me appreciate it a lot more. Like when I go back now, I'm going to look at those things and be like, okay, this does this and this goes off. And, you know, there's so much things that that we didn't I didn't know happened. It, It happens now because of the Star Cruiser. But would it just happen for everybody, or would you have to be a part of the Star Cruiser to ne- to do it? Well, I know now when I go in my Disney Play app, I don't have access to that area for the uh, I, I don't know the Star Cruiser. The data. Oh, you don't. Uh, uh, you know what? I haven't even looked. But you know, there were things that happened that I know I did through that app that made something turn on. Let's say in in Galaxy's yeah. Edge. Or made, you know, did something. I'm not sure if it it happened. It was similar to that Adventureland thing that they used to have. Do you remember that thing, that Pirates Mm -hmm. thing? Yeah. You you got a map, and then you would go around and do something, and then it would make these props in the background that you would never know do something. So that's what you're saying it's doing. Right, right. But we can't access that. That is a thing that's only for someone who is a part of that journey. Correct. I, 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 I do think. Oh, go ahead, Mark. I do think you can go around because I I remember going around with Nick, my son, um, and we were doing things on on one of the phones, you know, when on we the went play to app. Yeah, yeah, through the play app. So you there is I don't know if like there's things that are specific to the Star Cruiser that only Star Cruiser people can do, or yeah, you, you know, but I I do think there's other things in Galaxy's Edge you can you can use your Disney play app on, I guess. Okay. Okay. Well, that's interesting. That would be cool though, to see a a group of people activating something and you didn't know it would do that, you know? Yeah. I think that would be neat. If you go into the Disney play app, uh, there are a whole bunch of actual things you can do in galaxy's edge. There's a resistance encampment game. There's the Mm. Batu bounty hunters that uh, John mentioned. There actually is a star Wars data pad. Uh, available and that is just for galaxy's edge not for um not for galactic star cruiser guests okay and Mm. and i know i ran into people who were scanning stuff and they came over to me and they they looked at what i was doing and they're like where'd you get that game 
and I said, oh, you know, I'm I'm staying at Galactic Star Cruiser, and they were just like, oh, you know, like how bougie, Fancy. how bougie are Fancy. you? <laughs> um, yeah. My my one takeaway from uh, Galaxy's Edge, and I agree with with John, is is that um, you know, there's a lot there. You don't realize how big Galaxy's Edge is until you're being sent from one end to the other, back to the middle, <laughs> to the side, uh, you know. Um, it's 14 acres, and I think I walked probably at least 26 of those. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I walked around it so many times. Um, it, it, it's it, There's a lot there, and there's a lot that, uh, you know, Imagineering is famous for putting weenies and, and these little touches in there. There is a lot of Star Wars stuff in there that even a Star Wars fan doesn't see until you really, really look for it. And I'm and, and not look for it because it's it's hidden, but look for it in the sense that it's really right in front of you, but you just take it for granted. Yeah. You know, and you don't realize some of the touches that they put into this. So I I think I came out of it, you know, also with a with a greater appreciation for for Galaxy's Edge. You know, Nate, I noticed you. Uh, I, I didn't notice until today when I was looking through your pictures that you you got to Ogus Cantina. I so did. did you did you make a reservation to go? So I went to Ogus the day after. Yeah, I made a reservation to get a drink. Oh, was, okay, okay, okay. So I mean, as you gonna say, like I went back. I stayed an extra day. Um, so I went to Hollywood Studios that night after we got off the Star Cruiser, and i looked at my data pad and i could tell it was completely different so once you leave the star cruiser all the information is taken out of the data pad and you don't have access to it anymore and it's i would say that there are different things because i scanned a few things just to kind of see like hey is it still the same is it not and the experience was not quite the same so i'm not sure okay. how they're doing it if it's doing it through the through the app itself because it's definitely a standalone app inside of the play disney app and compared to uh, the regular everyday, you know, guest app that they would have. So I, I think there is some differences that can do different things. And people definitely look at you when you do it. And they will try to, like, do different things, whether touch their magic band or something to see if it will work or yeah. you know, use their own phone. Um, they definitely uh, can tell somebody's doing something with it uh, when yeah. you're walking around doing it. Wow. I, I had that happen. I had, I had a, a family um, trying to use their camera to scan what I was scanning, uh, but I was scanning through the app. So they were they were like, why isn't anything happening? And they finally asked me, what was I doing? Kind of like, I think Tony just said the same thing, uh, very similar to that. So I think if people, I don't know if there's that much awareness of the Disney Play app and its interactivity with Galaxy's Edge. I'm not sure how much that's been advertised. I haven't I don't yeah. see a lot of people using that. Yeah, I I, ne I never really use it. I've used it like once or twice, like to like Space Mountain has these little hieroglyphs that you can decipher with the Disney Play app if you're waiting, and you'll see them around. And I, we've done that before, and maybe just a couple of other little things, but I I don't really use it. But if they're making you use it the whole time that you're in the Star Wars experience. 
it's probably going to open your eyes to that and make you want to do it more. But I do think that there are specific things for your experience since you are paying a premium for this experience. I mean, it would make sense that they would make things exclusive because it's a very exclusive place to be. It's a lot of money you're paying for it. Yeah. Make me say it's a separate app too, because I'm not sure if everybody else is the same way, but I had no issues with the app really crashing all the time or, or working it just it just worked every yeah that's a good point time. yeah that's a good point it was fast there wasn't really any lag or anything yeah you're right did anybody yeah. go off world and explore you know the real world during your stay i i got out for a li- like i left the two and i <gasps> uh, and i really went to, yeah and i went to uh did you go to muffet vision no my intent was to go on mickey and minnie Oh. And when I walked past it, it was down. Oh. So then I, 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 I wanted to pick up some souvenirs for the, for the kids. So I went shopping, and then when I came back, it was up. But at that point, you know, I had to get back to the ship because I had. You stuff got to... them. You got the non Halcyon souvenirs. Would you get them? Like well, a I was getting some Mickey Mouse or something when you go on the Star Cruiser. For, I was getting some for Katie. And there wasn't really like the merchant. I uh, well, I don't want to get off on a tangent, but the merchandise on the ship, I, I was, it was okay. I, I wasn't, mm. I didn't see anything. There's a lot of clothes and stuff like that, but there really wasn't anything for like Katie. So um, Tony, so did you I, get me a napkin by the way? Like I asked you to. Uh, it, uh, um, sorry, hello? Adam, I can't. I, I hello, hello. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> a napkin. I, yeah, I want a branded napkin. That's my. I, I apologize. We we might be able to find some type of a drink coaster uh, if oh, one of us has yeah. an extra. Um, and I I just want to say, you know, suddenly Mark's worried about going off on a tangent three and a half years after this podcast starts. Suddenly that becomes <laughs> his concern. <laughs> this, this whole podcast should be subtitled "Going Off on a Tangent." <laughs> I mean, hello, that's what we do. But, Pretty much. Uh, yeah, but I, I didn't have that much because even though the last shuttle to the Star Cruiser is at like it was four, right? Four p.m. Yeah. yeah. Um, I we all didn't we all I think we all needed to be back before that, right? Yes, because we, we, we had got what, a mission bridge, that we, bridge training at three fifteen, I think. Yeah, we had other. I think another thing we had to do before that too. Uh, yeah. Like, well, three of us did at least. I will say. It's well, very they let easy, you. Yeah, it's very easy to go back and forth. So. I think I was the only one that went back for lunch because, well, first off, you know, food pictures can't turn those down. And uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I had part of my mission was back on the was back on the ship. So I had to go back. It takes like literally five minutes. It's not that big of a deal. You oh. walk up, it's a special transport. You, you just get on it and you're you're right back there within a few minutes. So I didn't really have a. OK. It's not like going to the uh, quote unquote, you know, the bus station out front and waiting 45 minutes for the bus to show up. Yeah, right. Okay, so they have like an, a cute little train or something that comes and gets you. It's like a little bus. It's a shuttle. It's a pod. Space pod. Yeah. A space pod. Okay. So what happens if you said the last space pod was departing at 4 p.m.? What happens if you missed that space pod? They leave you. It's like a cruise and ship. Then You're what? responsible to find your way back. <laughs> <laughs> Could you walk the track or whatever? <laughs> like bang on the door. I'm hey. sure they figure out a way to get you back there. Okay. Because that would be I, interesting to see. 
in theory, you could walk the Hollywood Studios parking lot and probably get there in a few minutes. You had yeah, yeah, okay. right. Yeah, that's true. You you could walk it yourself. It's really not that far. Okay. Although you'd have to exit the park, go to the parking lot, walk the perimeter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you couldn't walk through the the shuttle pod uh, route. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, just a question. Anyway, I just I didn't know because like you've seen these videos of people the cruise ships leaving and they're waving their arms running yeah. on the pier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure someone's missed the, uh, the last shuttle sits in Olga is having one too many. You know, I could see yeah. that happening. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like, so then what do you do? You know, it would be a, hopefully a problem. Well, I'll never have that problem because I'm probably never going to go on this. But it does seem like it's fun. I mean, you guys did make me feel like I would have at least enjoyed it a little bit, even though I would have been totally clueless about what was going on pretty much i do know keywords like little things but um you know the majority of it i don't now were people dressed in costumes like regular oh, yeah. people like you yeah and 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 like the mm-hmm. costumes ranged you know like there were there were the people that were like went f- all in you know and they had uh-huh. the full like star wars outfit going on and uh, a lot of people sort of um, made their own and and they looked mm-hmm. really good um you know i'm thinking there was a kid walking around who who just was wearing like black pants a black t-shirt and he had like the first order logo on his you know pinned to his t-shirt and then he he i you know he bought the hat like i think it looked like he he bought like an imperial you know a first order hat but mm-hmm. you know and he and it was and he looked great you know um mm-hmm I I went even lower key. I was just wearing uh, in universe t-shirts. That was my and and cargo shorts, as Adam pointed out. <laughs> you had to wear the cargos. That's it. It's like my uniform. There was a lot of it's... cargo pocket pockets in there. <laughs> you know, I'll tell you, a lot of pockets. There's a whole lot of stuff. So that was that was my. But but uh, you know, a, a lot of people. You know, it was. I I I mean, I would even say the people that went all in. There weren't a lot of them. You know, there were mm-hmm. some, but there weren't a lot. There were. Wow, that's surprising. You know, there most of the costumes were seemed to be people that, you know, kind of put them together themselves. And okay, you know, well, in the room, did you guys get like H2O products, Tony? We did. Yeah. Oh, they had H2O products. Oh my gosh, were they in different packagings? It was galactic packaging, and actually, in the gift shop, you could buy. Uh, the Galactic H2O products, which were at a 30% uh, rate uh, discounted uh, because of the fact that they are winding those down. Oh, I didn't oh even see that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah. Did you did you stock up, Tony? Uh, I've already done so. <laughs> okay, well, that's good. That's good to know. Tony also um, got a candle. I did. Tony got a really nice candle. I did. There was some there was some swag in the room. We got a, uh, a, a Galactic Star Cruiser comic book, um, a medallion, a uh, candle, and uh, uh, John got the uh, H2O Galactic Face Care uh, kit, which I think was what some face wash and some like uh, pore strips and I, 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 and, a, and a collective collectible tin. Wow, they that's have pretty one, cool. 
one each of these things so you like you didn't you had to split it up i guess we did split it up we uh, so like they didn't have four comics they had one correct. comic correct yeah you know what they should they should they, they should give you four i mean let's be honest you know what if we asked for it we probably could have you probably could have well you didn't you should have asked so that was your fault tony next time <laughs> next time <laughs> it's all your fault tony <laughs> should so, have gotten uh, out of a comic that's right so uh we left off on batu we got back uh as as nate mentioned you know he had a mission i had a mission um you know we all had our little things to do we eventually had our, our unified bridge training that we were actually assigned to do um and uh, we did that and that was really cool uh and uh, then we had a taste of the galaxy uh, at 5:30, that was our dinner that evening. That was a, a very nice presentation. Uh, I forget who said it, but that was presented by the dining room staff, and yeah. some of them were more comfortable presenting than than uh, than others. Um, you know, I I I just like to say that the staff, the wait staff, the guest services staff, you know, they were they were all very good. Um, you know, I don't know if they've. Uh, I was going to say I don't know if they've taken like select members out of of, of other resorts, but I know a couple of guys. Uh, that were in guest services, they were earning their ears. So they had everything from experienced cast members to brand new cast members there. And, you know, from my aspect, from looking at it as like a, a travel agent slash mystery shopper, I thought everything ran, ran very smoothly um, and, and didn't see any type of real hiccups. Would, would you guys agree with, uh, with that? Yeah, I think they did a phenomenal job all the way around from the entertainment to the, to the cast members that were just, you know, there to support our experience. They were really impressive. I mean, I think I, you know, would say my name once and then they would remember it for the whole entire time I was there. You know, we're not talking just the, you know, main characters of the of the voyage. We're talking about, you know, person that's, you know, checking you out at the gift shop would remember your name. And, right. you know, you know, I can tell you an example. It's in the gift shop and you know, they, they accept galactic discounts at the gift shop if you're interested, if you have DVC or annual pass. Mm. And like the first day I went in, they asked me for my ID, which they always do to match it up. And next day she's like, oh, I know who you are. Don't worry, you're, you're good already. Like they actually remember that kind of like those little details, which I know there's only like 400 people there, but that's still like a lot of details. Remember for like two days and then dump that out to remember it again for two more days. So that's really impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't be getting a job there. I'm bad with names. <laughs> yeah, and, and I like, think uh, unlike unlike a real uh yeah, I was gonna say unlike a real resort, but you have to look at this as like a cruise ship. Um I, I think the the staff actually stays there uh throughout the duration of our journey because I was seeing the same people at eight in the morning that I was seeing at, you know, twelve o'clock at night. Um so I, I think that that might be a you know, a, a two day type shift uh thing. So it was it was nice to see that, you know, the same staff was there with you throughout the entire journey as well. And, and it wasn't just new faces all the time. So it, it'd be interesting from a from a back end part just to, to know what the staffing, you know, how the staffing yeah, is handled. how it works. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you got to think there's you. So you're saying they probably sleep over there. Yes. I've, I've heard that they shifts. do that the, that the top floor is is cast member uh, lodging. Oh, okay. So they probably rotate, like you know, these people do two nights because it's two nights total. You can't get anything for longer. Correct. No. Nothing longer, nothing shorter at the, at this time. Okay. Who knows what the future okay. holds. 
I will say the okay. person I talked to when I was going to my pod back to Earth, I said, oh, so what are you going to plan to do with your, now that the voyage is over, how are you going to spend your next few days? And she said that, well, we got to get the ship ready because we're going on our next sailing. And I'm like, oh, you're going back out? She's like, yep, I'm going back out. So they could do multiple days in a row. I'm not quite sure what their cycle is because she was on it the whole entire time we were on it. And she said she was going back out again for two more days. Yeah. At least. So. And uh, this is unconfirmed. Did we hear that there are like three Captain Keevans? Right. Or or didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, there's like there's definitely multiple. You know, so so she may not do like because I think there's like two or three cruises a week, and um, so they they probably don't have the same captain for each yeah, cruise. Or something yeah, yeah, like and I've seen different guys like in social yeah. media and stuff. So not everybody can be like the country bears and perform, you know, twenty shows daily. So right, right. Seven days a week. Unfortunately. Yeah. So the, the, did we get to the dinner second night? Because I, it's different, right? Yeah, sec, second night dinner was a, a taste of the galaxy. Uh, and this was four courses presented by the dining room staff, um, served family style. Uh, and uh, two of the dishes were, were seafood based. Uh, half of our party was not really into seafood, uh, but they did bring us uh, a couple of extra servings of bantha, which was which was awful nice of them. Yeah. Um, What's that? Oh, the bantha was delicious. The most phenomenal braised bantha short ribs I've ever had. <laughs> uh, bantha, what? bantha's beef. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't it, eat seafood, so I would yeah. be needing the bantha. Yeah, and and like a cruise ship, I think you can ask for more of anything they anything they give you. You know. So what so, are they called? Chicken. Tip yep. <laughs> Just like getting tip yip and docking bay seven. Yeah. <laughs> tip yip. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so okay. I don't know that, but I didn't know that. I don't need a docking bay seven because everything looks weird. <laughs> I'm the not tip yip, the fried andouille and tip yip with the um, mac and cheese is very good. I had it recently. Is it? Yeah, is yeah. It? It's like it's like fried chicken, but it's without the bone, and it's like shaped like a cube because that is that is tip available on the ship as well, Adam. Oh, it is. Oh, mm-hmm. tip Ooh. yip. That sounds good. That was when we yeah. went down the bed too. That was I. I got the spicy tip yip. That was. Oh, really you got good. the spicy. Okay. <laughs> I would have been laughing so hard at everybody talking like this. Oh, my gosh. It would have been so funny. Now, can you tell us about the grand finale, the show? At the, what, wait, what time was your dinner? Did you have the 5 uh, or the 8.30? 5.30 five, five to 7. Yeah. You were the early, the early bird special. Okay. So you guys got yeah, to see the you guys got to see the, the, the show at the in the, the atrium, right? Did you I'm, – I'm right? Yeah, well, everybody, that, that all – like sort of the finale. Okay is sort of it takes place after all the all the dinner rotations and so 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 everybody sees the same event without getting into too many spoilers you did see the the real lightsaber though right uh yes okay for those of us who were looking during but i I will say this yeah (laughs) but i will say this um you, you, you know when you're watching a video of that and you can like you know, scrutinize it, rewind, and all that kind of stuff. It's 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 
you know, it can be, you know, it seems off or, you know, like, I guess people will complain about it. But when you're actually watching it, wow. it happens so fast that you don't, you know. You didn't see it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it happens very quickly. That's wow. I, I, it's not that I didn't see it. It just happens. It's all. It, ha- it almost. It happens, and then you're like, "Oh yeah, I just saw that." You know, like it. It happens very quickly. Okay. I'm just saying, like the and videos it, aren't. When you watch the video of it, it's not. It's a little. I don't know. What would you? Would you guys agree? It's a little. Yes. Yeah. It looks. <laughs> When you force the perspective onto one little area and watch it over and over again, yeah, you can probably yeah. pick something out of it. But the overall scale of that atrium is way larger than the camera will probably depict. And there's more than just that going on at the same time. Exactly. Uh, okay. Right. right. All right. So, so it's it's like guess. it's like watching the Zapruder film versus actually being in in the the plaza. You know when it happened. Yeah. You know, if if you're watching the 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 bullet hit the president's head, it uh, you know, and, and you're focusing on that versus what was going on everywhere, and and you just kind of like, uh, you know, there's so much going on all at the same time. Oh, hmm. That's a nice analogy there. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. <laughs> it's, in the end, it's uh, it's more impressive in person. Let's put it that way. Yes. Okay. 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 Kind of like me. Okay. <laughs> so the uh real lightsaber if you will. That's what you're talking about? Yeah. But it's not really a real, like, it's gonna, like, <laughs> go through metal. Well, no, I mean, uh, she's not gonna slash anybody in half with it. It's, it's the, okay. Know, so, the why were they saying that? Like, <laughs> that would be impressive if the it was, like, actually, like, a laser. So <laughs> yeah, that would be a whole... <laughs> they, we, I think we would have a whole different opinion of how this all went. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's so the. But I, I guess we, what we should say before, and I don't. I maybe I'm jumping ahead on you, Tony. But like before the finale, like we sort of all have a finale of our story, mm-hmm. right? So, mm-hmm. so oh. sort of. So there's like the finale of your story sort of wraps up at some point. Like for us, it was all. It was we. It was after dinner, right? All of us. Right. It, it all happened after dinner, and then. After that happens, then you have the sort of finale of the, right. of the whole experience. Right. It's like, you know, I had um, a meeting that took place. And at that meeting, I got some information that something was going to happen or somebody was going to be visiting the ship. So I was prepared and waiting for that to happen. And my guess is the atrium was full. So everyone had a meeting of some sorts that got some information that something was happening at the ship at a certain time. So we all converged. Right. So like our, our individual stories all wrapped up and then those individual, the conclusion of those individual stories leads to the finale in the atrium. Right. Okay. So like everybody's getting the same ending, but the journey in the middle is the different. Well, Well, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it all culminates. Yeah, it all it all culminates in the in the finale at the in the atrium. It's wow, like a, that's it's like really a Seinfeld impressive. episode, Liza. That's really what it is. No, it's not like a Seinfeld. Yes, it is. Everybody has their own. Everybody's together. Then they all branch out on their own separate things, and then the finale, well, they're all together again. 
It's usually George saying he can't date this girl because of this or that reason. Well, that happened. I'm sure that happened on the ship. We are gentlemen since they're all oh, since they're all married. They didn't they didn't deal with that. So, but I'm sure if I was on that, I I would have had to deal with that. They should have a a special galactic cruise for singles. They should. Mm. Although that, that would be, be interesting. There's a suggestion. <laughs> Quick, somebody, somebody contact Chapek and get him that idea, would you? Yeah. If you can figure out a way to charge a lot of money for that. We fell in love over a plate of tip, yep. He shared his tip, yep. That sounds really bad. Did anybody, did anybody go, like, exploring the ship, like, in the wee hours of the night or in the morning? Like, And I guess another question I have is, if you're a, a gym person, a, you know exercise person, do they? They don't. I'm, I'm assuming they don't have like a gym on board for, you know, no. running or whatever, no. right? You don't have time for it. I mean, I'm somebody that's like, I would say, I work out every day. So I'm, I'm, that's one thing I thought about. I'm like, well, I'm not gonna work out for the day. I didn't need to work out. I was thoroughly wow. exhausted and whatnot from just running around doing everything hmm. for the whole entire day. The day started for us on Monday. At 7 a.m. and went till 1 a.m. With, oh, okay. with very little di- downtime. Hmm. Um, so you don't even think about that kind of stuff. And it's such a short voyage that, like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, when people say, like, oh, there's no pool, I'm not sure when you go hang out at the pool. I really yeah. don't know when you would do or, that. Or why you would want to. Right. You yeah. know, like that, with, with everything going on. You know? That would be yeah. a, a weird story plot. You know, <laughs> go get your swimsuit and be back out here in 15. Yeah, I, I, I will say, having just looked at my Fitbit app on Monday, which was the day we went down to Batu, I had just over 21,000 steps. So it was a yeah, it was a very busy day, and then there was Is no that, need for a gym. Well, how I don't understand how many 21,000. Like, is that like um, it was just short of 10, steps? Just short of 10 miles. Oh wow, that's pretty good. And and I spent okay. 222 minutes in an exercise zone type of uh, heart rate. So, uh, you know, yeah, that's, you that's said you're going up hours. and down stairs and you were walking up and down stairs yeah. and you're constant yes. moving. So that's really I mean, good. They, yeah. I mean, they had elevators, too. We could have done that. But it was like, you know, we just four of us. Well, you guys wanted walking. to go the limit. Push I, yourselves I a little bit. I don't think we ever rode an elevator. We guarded the turbo shafts, but we never rode yes, them. We did. Right. <laughs> Actually, no, I think Tony, you and I did once to do a special mission to the uh with some luggage. Yes. Yes, that is that is true. We we did mm-hmm. get on for a very brief I knew period. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's, I, it's, it's oh, go ahead, John. I was just gonna say I think that this uh that speaks to that this is a very active experience. And not that you, you know, if you, you know, if if you couldn't, if you weren't mobile, you know, you could experience it. There were elevators and stuff like that. But um, you have to go in knowing that you are going to be interacting a lot with people, uh, machines, your phone. You're constantly interacting with something and it is very um, active. So. You know, I think in order to experience this, you have to go and willing to do that. Otherwise, this is not going to be worthwhile for you. 
Can I ask uh, if you guys are able to do it again with it doesn't matter who. Would you Okay, with you, Adam, if we're with doing me. it with you. <laughs> Would you? No, 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 I was going to say with your family. It doesn't, but it doesn't matter who. It doesn't, I mean, well, it doesn't matter. Like you go with friends, whatever. I don't, it doesn't, fine. That, does, that doesn't matter to my question. Would you then do costumes? Do you think you, you would? I guess my question is, if you're able to do it again, what would you do differently if you were able to do it again? That, that's probably what I should have said in the beginning. You could know. choose, you know, your, your storyline differently. So the the um, experience could be different for you uh yeah i think i might um be a little bit more prepared with some costuming of some sorts i'm not sure what it, i'm not sure i'm not going to be wearing you know the leather jumpsuit and all that stuff that that guy wore but i might have something a little extra extra okay that's just me yeah i th- I, th- I agree with that like i would probably seeing some of the of what you know and it's like i said there, there were people that were f- fully dressed in the whole star wars garb and there were a lot of people that sort of put together their own costumes and looked great um like i would probably go that route i would probably do a little bit more than i did i've got a question about the temperature was it like <laughs> freezing in there like a hospital or something or like was there a thermostat that you could control that was it like really really cold in there because it looked kind of like it would be but i don't know but you're running around a lot but maybe they would want to keep it cold because you're running around a lot well one night wasn't it really it was freezing it got cold one night yeah yeah, yeah. Really I mean, that was the second second night dinner uh was was chilly if and it's really chilly hard. for tony it's cold but not in our cabin like I felt like our cabin was a little. I, I was actually thought it was a little warmer than I normally. Like yeah, it. and you could. There was temperature control in the cabin, so we could, yeah. you know, change that. But in okay. The, in the uh, around the ship, one particular night seemed to be really cold. Okay, so bring a jacket just in case. Or just, just do what I did what and I would... go buy a formal tunic in the uh, yeah. in the gift shop. Yeah. A tunic. You wore a One tunic? of us did that. One of us did I that. Did. Yeah, t- did. Tony was rocking the tun- the Star Wars tunic. <laughs> I need a photo of this. <laughs> Star Wars tunic. Okay, well that's that's good to know. That was something that I thought about whenever I saw you guys on the ship, and it it did kind of look like it would be cold, but then again, it was giving me prison vibes, especially that main area where everybody's kind of standing around, and it looked like these this walkway with his metal railings and all of that. It's just, it kind of, you know, it's like that gray and cold look to it, but that's like star Wars to me. <laughs> it's yeah. all kind of like that. Unless you're in the Ewok land with the trees. And I like that area. <laughs> yeah, they I'd, need I'd to redo it. For, for the most part, the ship was comfortable, except for that second night dinner. The dining room was really yeah. cold. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, that's good to know. And you are moving around a lot. I mean, so you are probably not even thinking about it because it seems like you're very, very active. Cause I, and that's so surprising to me because I really was looking at this like you guys are just going to stand around and say like funny Star Wars sayings, and, like <laughs> Star Wars words and look at people's ca- and these characters and guess who they are. Just talk to characters and do photos with characters. But it seems like it wasn't really about that. Yeah, it's and I I mean, I'll I'll say this. I I it pulls you in. Right. Mm -hmm. Like even if like because I thought. 
I was going to go to this thing and I was like, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not that person that goes over and like talks to people and gets involved. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm probably going to stand around, be standing around watching a lot, you know? And, um, but it, it pulls you in because it's like when you see everybody else doing stuff, you're like, well, what are they doing? That looks kind of cool. Why aren't I getting something like that? You know? And so you start doing more and more because you, you know, like that's what happened to me. And I, like, I truly didn't think this was, you know, I, I, I mean, I was excited about it. I was looking forward to it. I, I didn't think this was going to be for me. I just, you know, that's, and, and I had a great time, you know, I really did. I, it, I, it's, I was surprised at how good a time I had. I thought it would be for you, Mark Campy, because you like Star Wars. Yeah, but this and is And the like, characters. This isn't exactly like, like, just because you like Star Wars, I, and it's like I said, I don't think you have to be a Star Wars fan to like this thing. It's just, it, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's set in the Star Wars universe, mm -hmm. but it's, you, you're, you're not, you know, I, it, I, I, you don't have to know anything about the movies. You really don't. Okay. I mean, you, it probably helps to have watched this. I mean, I, I certainly don't think you need to have watched any of the movies before the sequels. You know, like, I, I mean, you know, it's like I said, I've like, seen it the helps. original three, which I, I was told is like four, five and six. Yeah, it's it's I mean, it helps because it gives you context for things, but you, you could. Not a I think any of them. without actually being there, I think the, the there's more uh, Star Wars movie lore in the land itself and with the two rides than with the hotel. That's what it sounds like. I agree with that. Yeah, like uh, like Rise of Resistance is very heavily Star Wars episode eight, yeah. whereas the the hotel is you know a space ho spaceship. And because because they did a good job of including these characters that really don't exist anywhere else. So does the droid, the R2 droid is does he roaming around and you can, for lack of a better term, pet him <laughs> or. Um, yeah. Or, or no. Oh, no, I just said you can actually touch him and some parts of it. You actually have to touch him. Sounds oh. awkward to say like that, but. <laughs> so you might have to use your. Him. <laughs> he. Oh, Oh, he sort of becomes bad a bad joke. Just <laughs> so he asked for it, but hey, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> show show us on the works. robot doll where Nate touched you, please. Yeah. <laughs> See, but, in my my path, never had me touching anything. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're oh, on the God. wrong path, my friend. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Man, I missed out on. <laughs> no. uh, but actually, that droid, the droid SK. What is it? SK six. SK six twenty. Three sixty. Three sixty. Three sixty. I don't know. SK. Everybody called it SK. Oh, there it is. Oh, oh Nate got a get, Nate got a model version of it. Yeah, That's I got cool. I got a couple of those because they're, they're oh. exclusive. To oh, exclusive. Yeah. So, but anyway, he becomes a big part. He comes well, maybe not a big part. He's he's part of the story. So he's yep. he's not okay. just roaming around. He has a role to play. All right. I think so Tony I, described it best when he said, like, to think of this as, like, a mystery, like, dinner theater meets, like, choose your own adventure. Yeah. And okay. the idea and the concept of Star Wars is just kind of the overarching theme. But the whole way it operates and works is more of those kind of concepts when you think about it. 
Yeah, I just, okay. you know, to, to piggyback on on what Mark said, of you know, you don't necessarily need to be a Star Wars fan to enjoy this. If you enjoy, you know, like like Nate just said, you know, if you enjoy uh, murder, you know, dinner, murder mystery theater, you know, the, the, Love the, murder. the, the Tony and Tina's wedding type of right, improv, right. Uh, you know, live experience theater. If you enjoy scavenger hunts, um, if you enjoy escape rooms. You know, if you enjoy sci-fi, that's the type of experience you're going to have. And instead of it being like a a, a 45-minute experience in an escape room, you know, it's it's two days, and it's just it's intense. But if if you enjoy any of those, you know, uh, any of those things, there's an aspect of that, you know, more than one aspect of that throughout this journey, and uh, that's what I think made it fun. You know, initially. Uh, I didn't think that I, I didn't see the draw rather than like a one and done type of thing. But now knowing that what I've experienced in my visit, it's like there's replayability in this. And I can understand why people want to go back a second time or a third time. You know, maybe that third time is pushing it. Um, but is it something I would go back and do again? You know, wholeheartedly, I would say yes, even if it was with Adam. That's kind of interesting, um, and I love escape rooms, so maybe I would like it. I don't know. Maybe I would. I mean, it, but, I think you would. I, I don't know you that well, but I feel like you would get something out of it. Because okay. it, it's all that stuff, but at Disney-level quality, right? So Disney Entertainment, um, Disney Service, It's it was a great experience. Yeah. I mean, I, I would actually, like, now having done it, um, I, I, I would, I would love to take my family back, you know, now I don't know if that's in the cards because this <laughs> is not an inexpensive prospect, but, um, but like having done it, I, I, I think my son would love it because they've always loved my son and my daughter both have always loved doing those, um, you know, like the saucers of the magic kingdom. They like doing yes. the Phineas, Ferb, Phineas and Ferb thing over in, in Epcot that when we're on the cruise ships, they like to do the scavenger hunts. And, and this is, has aspects of all of that, you know? And so I, I think they would have a ball on, on this thing. And, you know, I didn't think that before, but now that having done it, I'm like, yeah, I think, I think the four of us could go, you know, and, and Bridget's not a huge, I mean, she likes star Wars, but she's not like, you know, a fan like I am. I think the four of us could go and, and, and have a really good time, you know? Yeah, I How? think yeah, I think your family would play along very well. Yeah. My kids would like it for sure, hundred percent. My kids because they like that kind of stuff. They like that right. sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom and this the Adventureland thing. We had to do it every single time. Yeah, Nick, multiple Nick, times sometimes. Nick loves doing the, you know the because is that pirates thing still? It was going the on pirate adventure. No, yeah. they stopped it. And I, it's very. I upsetting. think it's. I think it's. I think it's back. Well, if it's back, I'm going. But he he actually before I went on the Star Cruiser he was talking because they had released that bounty hunter game in Galaxy's mm-hmm. Edge and he he said something to me before I went about you know next time we go I want to I want to do that you know so he he likes that kind of stuff and I'm like if you like that kind of stuff I think you would like the Star Cruiser you know because it's just that on steroids you know yeah Pirates Adventure Treasures of the Seven Seas is uh, yeah it is active on their website so yeah that is back. Oh my gosh, with the map and everything? Yep. yep. <gasps> oh my gosh. Okay, well, we're doing it this summer. Oh, we know. I'm excited. 
Okay. Um, did anybody? Um, did any? Um, just I'm just curious. It doesn't sound like it because we we went piece by piece here. Did anybody go off ship because they had to? I don't know. Go to McDonald's or they had to go for a smoke or something. Not no, us. No one in our group did. Okay. All right. So we still don't know how that happens. That's fine. We'll figure it out eventually. If you want to know for if you have to smoke. You take the pod down. Actually, when my pod, when I exited, the guy I was with said he went for a cigarette every like two hours. So oh, really? Like, yeah. Oh, so, wow. I, so he's like, yeah, you come here, you take the pod, it brings you down, you go out front, you have your cigarette, you come back, and you take the pod back up. So you go through the pod up and down experience every single time. Oh, okay. Who was that guy? Uh, he was the guy wearing like the rock T-shirt and looked like he was like a 55-year-old like punk rock guy. Okay. From like a British punk guy. Yeah, he okay. had. A, I think I he's, had a, he's had a rough life. I do not smoke, for the record. I was just curious because <laughs> like the idea of like being like trapped and I don't want to say trapped, but the you idea of like being in a place without windows is a little, you know, a little, little interesting for me. Know, you don't even. You don't even notice the well, I, They would I have do, to keep I, it like that for smokers, though. I would smokers like have to, to smoke. I would like to think that if I, it, it, when I do this, that when I got to Batu, I would head over to Muppet Vision because I do feel like I would have to go do that. But, but I would like to at least be, you know, somewhat immersed in and everything. Did. But um, Adam, that's a long time to sit in Muppet Vision. What? It's a long time to sit there when you've got stuff going on that you paid uh, like oh, X amount I mean, of money I for. It's like 15 minutes. I, I could have gone to Muppet Vision because I went. I wa- I did walk over to Star Tours because I wanted to go to that store because they have different stuff. Uh, yeah. Edge. Um. Yeah. I could. I. I. What I wanted to do was hit Mickey and Minnie because okay. I still haven't seen the full what? experience. The only time because I've only re- we wrote it together. Through the yeah, but I've only written it during COVID. So I never but he saw... walked through the pre-show. He didn't see yeah. the pre-show. I thought we did I, I, the pre-show. Wait, no, wait, I, I, wait. I don't think they were doing... I've only no. seen it okay. without the pre-show. All right. Yes. You would just walk right through, and there was nothing going on, and then you just get on the ride. Yeah. And then at one point, they had that plexiglass stuff up. That was terrible. Yeah. All right. I'm so glad that's gone. So that was, yeah, so I really wanted to ride Mickey and Minnie. And then, yeah, you got to ride it. It's yeah. so cute. I love that ride. I know. I like did that. They, I did love they it. Do, did they do housekeeping, mousekeeping, housekeeping, um, whatever you want to call it, for your room when you guys were off uh, on your, you know, your daily scavenger there? They, they would yeah. have. We said we're all set, and they would just give us new towels. Um, oh, okay. But, yeah, they'll, they'll come and do the same housekeeping. Yeah. Okay. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, when you're when you're off the when you're in Batu, that's what they they that's when they they do the housekeeping. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. All right, I um I don't I all my questions were oh no you know what I did actually Chewy Chewbacca is he on he's on the ship with you for the most part right? He may or may not be there. Oh okay all right, and Ray may or may not be there. She may or may not be there. Oh okay. We can neither confirm nor deny the existence of said individuals. <laughs> All right. But yeah, you you may experience uh, any Star Wars character at, at uh, any okay. time. Well, I'm still hoping Jar Jar Binks shows up for when I'm there. But uh, see, that's what they need to do. They need to bring Jar Jar. Definitely. Mm-hmm. That should be. So I, 
you know, I, I know we're getting very close to the uh, four and a half hour mark on this show, and uh, we 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 have. <laughs> yeah, this one's that. breaking. This one's breaking records. But it is. We, we like haven't even G-Tag finished our days yet. Uh, but day two, we had the big uh, the big finale. All the storylines closed up, uh, and then we actually hit the lounge until one. So we spent more time in the sublight lounge. Day three is wake up breakfast, and they kick you out. So day day three goes very quickly. Yeah. It's not even really a day. You're just there. Yeah. You wake up and you're you eat and then you're gone. Yeah, you're out by 10 a.m. It's a it's a standard uh, it's a standard tactic in the cru- in the cruising industry, whether it's a galactic or or on the sea. You bring uh, your luggage with you from your room out, or do they did they handle that like they handled it when you got in? You bring it with you, right? You can put it out. So we had tags in the room to put it out if we wanted to. It just had to be out, I think, by 6:30 a.m. on the morning. Oh, okay. For them to bring it down, or That's if nice. you have a carry-on, you can. We, we brought ours all out ourselves, I think. So. Yeah, I mean, we 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 all had yeah, we all had carry-on. So. And then when you check out, they organize your travel. So for if you're staying at another Disney hotel to continue your adventure, as they would say, or going anywhere in Disney property, they'll just get you a taxi you know complimentary to get you there. oh that's nice that yeah we that's nice I, that, that's another thing i didn't know about yeah we went to disney springs and they uh afterwards the okay. john and tony and i it's the same to get there too so if you're staying at disney hotel the night before your departure you just go to the front desk and say you're going to the star cruiser and they'll get you a you know complimentary taxi to the star cruiser okay well, that's good to know. See, that's why you, that's why people listen to us because we find out these information. I have not none of these blogs and whatever explain said any of that stuff. So that's good. That that's good to know. But they're just not as good as us. No, they're not. They're not. Um, I had that was everything I had. Uh, you guys uh answered every question I had and then some. I I thoroughly appreciate you guys coming on. Nate, John, thank you very much. Uh, especially for staying Thanks up for late. It, it is like yeah. almost midnight. Mark, of course, missed you. But um, oh, thanks. And um, we'll have to have you guys all on eventually. Maybe after your second or third cruise, you guys can come That's on right. too. And Tony, um, Tony, thank you for being you and uh, doing what you do. And yeah, and I, it, you didn't bring me back a napkin like I asked you to. So well, I ended up having to use it as part of the storyline. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I will I will say uh, thank you to John because he is still sitting in his office at uh, eleven fifteen at night eleven. I was wondering. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, so he's okay. really going hardcore here. Um, Nate it has interrupted his uh, his his marathon training, half marathon training to uh, to be here. I believe uh, in a he's week. training for his next run Disney event. Um, nice. I I would just like to poll everybody uh, if you had to do it again. Uh, would you do it and would you recommend it to somebody i'm going to say it's a yes on both counts uh from me i would say yes with with an asterisk i think that the price point may tip me one way or another i mean i really enjoyed it though i i I just think that i would have to really consider that piece for me i would say yes i'll do it again uh, I'll even add the caveat that I may or may not be in the process of setting up a chance to do it again within a year. Ooh, nice. Um, on top of that, um, I would say yes. If you're a Star Wars fan or like anything that's kind of like puzzly, like we kind of described, it's definitely for you. 
but similar to John with the caveat, if you're talking about the money, you have the opportunity to go to Europe for a week or this, and you've never been to Europe, see the world. I mean, that's my personal opinion. You know, but if you're a diehard Star Wars fan, this is something you should definitely, definitely check out. Um, and I, I, I think I echo the sentiments of that. I, I, I really had a good time. I had way more fun than I thought I was going to have, and I would like to do it again. But the, it, it's the, the price makes it tough, right? Because, um, you know, my wife and I have been talking about taking our kids to they've never been to Europe and we've been talking about taking them to Europe for the first time. And, and, you know, when you compare, you know, those two options, uh, I, you know, it's, 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 I would, I think I'd, I'd take the European trip over the circus, but that's, that's me. Um, but it was, it was a lot of fun. You know, I mean, it, it, we, we, I really had a good time. I'm really glad I went. And Mark, that is because you remembered one very important thing. Tabuite. That is to cherish the moment. Together. Together as one. As one. Uh, (laughs) Oh, we should have done that together. Okay, we could do it. We'll do it again. We'll do it out. All right, you ready? Together. As As one. One. Uh, not not bad, considering there's a little bit of a delay there. <laughs> uh, so uh, that's probably a good point for us to wrap this up. And uh, it, it is a marathon episode. So those who are still listening, uh, thank you. Uh, I'd like to remind our listeners that, as always, our podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. You can check out their website, MainStreetMoreTravel.com. Request a quote and let Chris and her team plan your family's next vacation, whether it's in this galaxy or one very far, far away. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search on the Mouth of More podcast. On behalf of Liza, Adam, Mark, and our special guests, John and Nate, this is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Till the spire.